Guten Air Shabbos, everybody. We're about to begin Bessas Hashem, Shia number 86 in the Svarim of Roselic Pliskin and other Svarim related to that. And we are in um, the book of his called Self Confidence. And we're going to continue. He says here that he once met a person that had tremendous self confidence, wasn't afraid of anybody, and he was very likable, didn't get angry, didn't get upset. He would calmly negotiate workable solutions with everybody. And um, he explained how he did this. He explained that a lot of the stress he views as a figment of his imagination. That's not real. That's amusing or funny, humorous, and it's only imaginary. So it's an example. Um, You know, in certain cases where somebody would be intimidating... Uh, he wouldn't be intimidated. Unless the person was actually dangerous, he was not phased by the fact that the other person expressed themselves in an angry tone, or if they were loud or offensive. He just looked at it like as a joke. Of course, he would be careful not to respond to the speaker in a way that would make them more agitated or more violent, and he would know how to talk properly to, to someone that's attacking him. But inwardly, inwardly, he would be calm, and dismiss what the person said. Now, if the person that is attacking you and is mean or rough uh, has a valid point, then he would focus on the valid point and address that person's concern. He would acknowledge the truth in what that person told him and said, you're right, I need to correct this and that, and I'll work, this is how I'm going to correct it. But he always maintained his self-confidence. So... You could use your imagination when you're needlessly intimidated by somebody uh, uh, that's showing their power or their anger. And you could say to this person, he's a figment of my imagination. I'll weigh what he says objectively, but I will not be intimidated by him or her. I won't say anything to provoke that person unnecessarily. But as I'm communicating, I won't say anything that will, uh, you know, diminish my own self-respect or my own dignity. I'll treat that person with respect, but I'll view that anything that's potentially hurtful and harmful, like he's a cartoon character. And um, this is true whether you're um, having a difficult call time with an employer. Um, There's a situation where, where a boss generally is pleasant, but had a short fuse and became angry easily. And um, and, and the employee always had that, was happy with the boss overall because he was nice and menschlich, but sometimes he would blow up and the angry comments he would like repeat in his head again and again and again. And the negative effects of the negative comments had much longer effect than the positive effects which the boss told him when he praised him. So the boss worked on his self-management, but at the same time, the employee should view his voice, his boss, Again, sort of separate it and realize that when he's angry, he's like a cartoon character. Shouldn't show any lack of respect to a fellow human being, certainly not your boss, but you deflect that angry outburst. Um, Play funny music in your head, you know, whatever it is. If an angry person is screaming and yelling at you, make believe he has a big clown nose on 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 his nose or a ridiculous hat. And then, and, and, and that's basically that. Now, again, you don't treat someone with disrespect. That doesn't mean that you antagonize the other person. Uh, but, but that does help the fuse to say that when they're very angry, going out of proportion, uh, 
in the way that they're treating you, that you could, is a tool that you could use to realize, I will respect him, I will take the positive aspects of what this person is trying to tell me, but I'm not going to tell, take them so seriously as far as their overall um, you know, outburst. Another very big side over here, I will say this line uh, that I heard, as this as follows. He's, the line is like this. You've been criticizing yourself for years, and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Very often when the person has low self-esteem, your inner critic shows how to push your buttons and pull your triggers, and your inner critic that's within you has a power over you more than anything and everyone else. That's very important. Now, a person needs to make a cheshben nefesh. That's true. A person needs to be introspective can't just whitewash and gloss over his own faults. Yes, he needs to look at himself or herself with an honest view. But sometimes they go overboard. That's one of the tactics of the Yetzirah. He may put in a person uh, arrogant saying, oh, you're great and nothing's wrong with you and everything's fine. That's one tactic of the Yetzirah. The other tactic of the Yetzirah is to say you're nothing, you're nobody, and everything is wrong with you, which is also not true. As he said many times, just like you have, you have a chiv, an obligation to know your weaknesses, you have to know your strengths. And sometimes this Yetzirah skews your weaknesses to a point where it gets blown out of proportion, where no matter what you do, it's not enough. Extremely critical, self-critical, extremely judgmental. It could be you had parents or others at home or at school that were not healthy enough to provide you that non-judgmental, healthy, supportive foundation. And if you grew up with that message, so that's sometimes why it's it's hard. And that's why one needs to somehow reverse that. Now, there was a, a psychologist, Carl Rogers, that took this concept very good concept. He went a little overboard with it. He called it unconditional positive regard, which means like this. You're not blaming the other person, per, important person in your life um, at all. You know, they're, they're not for, you know, no one chooses to be dysfunctional. If they're dysfunctional, the people who are around you are dysfunctional and you are affected by it. You know, you, you, you need to understand that. And when you look back, you'll realize that they are what they are. But the bottom line is, is you need to understand yourself that sometimes those conditional and critical messages you got from an unhealthy parent or an unhealthy Rebbe or an unhealthy educator or sibling um, hurt your, your healthy, normal self-esteem and, 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 and you started playing messaging, messages in your head that you're not good enough or that you're not smart enough. And you have would have a hard time seeing yourself as as worthy or 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 lovable. Maybe your caregivers early did not realize that in trying to motivate you to excel and to shape you to become better, uh, they were too rough with you, and and they were too harsh or they said mean things, not realizing that there needs to be a more healthy balance. So or you put down by your classmates. Or, or things like that. They called you names, and, and, and you still remember those names, and you agree with what they said. So whatever you're listening to, that voice of the inner critic, right now you stand up against it. Do not allow that critic to have so much power. To listen to your inner critic, that only robs you of your happiness and joy. Again, take it with a balance, because there is a certain thing of valid, healthy, cheshben nefesh. 
You know, when someone, um, like we just said before, with that angry person that yelled at you, so that if there's a valid point of truth in there, you don't ignore that valid point of truth. You, you realize, okay, this point I got to work on. But everything else, that over-exaggeration, those mean words, those harsh words, or labeling you as a nobody or a nothing, that you throw out. That you throw out. And, and, and if you have that already, that, that, that feeling in yourself, you have to throw that feeling out. So really, sometimes what you need to do is write down those negative thoughts on a piece of paper, what that critical inner voice is telling you. And then what you do is you listen to what that is, and you become you, you look at it and you say, this really has no real validity. And you write down on the other side of the column, this is not true because this is I am worthy. I may have made a mistake, but that doesn't mean I am a failure, and so on and so forth. That is the idea also, to write this down is important because when you write it down, it affects the way your brain thinks about these things. So whenever you have within you that inner judgmental critic that has a negative thing, you write it down, and then on the other side of that paper, you write the opposite self-affirming thought, and that's what you replace it with. So for example, if let's say you have a deep embedded feeling, I'm a failure, period. It's like a noun, and like it's... um you know, defining you, I am a failure, or others are better than me, those type of thoughts, you write that down, this is what I'm thinking, I'm a failure, others are better than me, and then what you do is on the other side of the paper, you make a column, like a, a, a middle of the piece of paper, on the left side you put that I'm a failure, others are better than me thought, and on the right side you write like this, yes, although I'm human, and although I make mistakes, that does not make me a failure, I'm just, and I'm just as worthy as everyone else. And you write that on the right-hand side. You're acknowledging you're human. You're acknowledging you make mistakes. You're not whitewashing that, but that does not define you as who you are. That does not mean you're a failure. That does not mean you're not worthy, like or just like anyone else. So that is a real key. That when you have un unhealthy messages that were going on for years, you, 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 you articulate it, you could record it, you could write it down, you listen to it, and then you pick and choose a healthier statement, and you repeat that again and again and again until you start believing them. One of them is, is again, this notion, I'm a bad person, I'm a failure, I'm a nobody, that's no matter what you did. And then you acknowledge on the other side of the paper. Yes, there are things that I need to correct, but that does not make me a bad person. I have a holy neshama that Hashem gave me. Or, or on the left side of the paper, you write, God will never forgive me. I'll never be able to forgive myself. I'm so messed up, I'll never, I'll never be able to have a normal life. All these thoughts. And on the right side says, Hashem disagrees with that. He says... Um, you know, um, that, that uh, he wants you to do tshuva. And when he does tshuva, Hashem accepts that tshuva. And this you can do not just as Sarah, she made tshuva. This applies all year round, all the time. That's a very important aside. Okay, so that was a, uh, this is another very, very important concept. And I'm going to say that line, it's again, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. And usually you'll have a positive result. Another point is perfectionism. Perfectionism and healthy self-esteem do not mix with one another. 
because perfectionism gives you very little room for for error. And instead of trying to be perfect, try just being authentic. To be authentic and to be erlich, to tap into your soul, realizing that you can make mistakes and that's okay, and you build yourself up because perfectionism creates is comes from and creates a certain crushing, critical voice within you that I'm never going to be good enough no matter what I do, and instead of appreciating the good points that you have. And the idea is, is to focus on a, a growth mindset, set, meaning you do not define yourself by your imperfections. You could acknowledge your imperfections like we said. That's why I think Carl Rogers, that psychologist, I, re- I read his books several times and very, very moved by him. And he, his, his, his approach is extremely effective to accept the person who they are but you can't go overboard. You could have a non-judgmental pose, but at some point, they have to start working on themselves. And therapy works the same way. In the beginning of therapy, first few sessions, you could le- le- hear the person out. There's no lotion her if it's a tayeles and it's confidential and doesn't go anywhere else. And you empathize. But at some point, the therapist, any good healthy therapist will say, okay, you let it out. You happen to have valid points. But now let's work on moving on and moving forward from it, to have a growth mindset, basically. And that's basically like that. For example, you used to say in your mind, I can't express myself without fear, or I can't express myself without the fear of sounding silly. And the growth mindset, you replace those words and saying, I'm learning now how to find my voice. I'm learning now in a healthy way how to express my opinions. So that you do in a very valid, healthy way. We will go now and into um, um, a gra. He brings down from a Talmud of Rav Chaim Velazhin. And Veda sheshamati b'shem agra. I heard from Rav de Vilna Goyen. Rav Yoa Vilna. Sheken gam b'mili d'shmayet tzarech liyoy sameach b'chelkoy. That even in heavenly matters... You need to be happy with your lot. We just explained a little bit of this concept in earlier shiur when we brought this. It is true. You want to. You need to desire to grow. You want to desire that your heart should be open, like a wide as the ulam in the base of Migdash, the big entranceway for Tyra, and you have to yearn. And also the Gamloimer, and also to say the Lachmite and to desire how will I ever to be able to reach the the Maisim of my forefathers, Avram Yitzhak Viyaka? You have to strive there. Mikol Mokim, nevertheless, still have to be very happy with your lot that Hashem gave you, that you were Zaycha to Taira and Maisim Taivim. Again, this is something. That all human beings, this is one thing that in most of the shurim that are given here, is to know as a mature adult that you could carry two seemingly opposite thoughts in your mind and use it in a healthy way. When, you, when we say that you need to be happy with your spiritual state, that does not mean you don't yearn to grow. Of course you yearn to grow and you try hard to grow. But then there's the opposite point that's equally true, that right now, whatever state you are in, there is an aspect that I need to be very happy with where I am. Baruch Hashem, I could open a Sefer and learn. Baruch Hashem, I am Koivea Itim. Baruch Hashem, I go to davening. 
and Baruch Hashem, I'm able to concentrate, kafi my level as best as I could. So that boosts you up, that, that, that makes you happy, and you need to be happy with that chilek in Ruchnias too. So even though there's the opposite side that tells you, in Gashmias, in physicality, you have to be happy with your lot. In spirituality, never be happy with your lot. You always have to strive to go more and more and more. But you take that thought of, yes, you need to self-improve together with the other thought, but there's also you need to look back and look at where you are and say, Baruch Hashem HaMeyid, Baruch Hashem I put on tefillin today, Baruch Hashem I, 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 I was able to daven, because sometimes it's so crushing, that inner critic, that you're a nobody. What's your avaydas Hashem? It's nothing, it's nothing. What did I do? It's nothing. What's the chesed that I do? It's nothing. And, and, and it goes for men and women. Women also, what am I worth? What am I worth? But then you realize, Baruch Hashem, I care, I do chesed, I build, I, 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 I keep Shabbos in a healthy way. I light uh, Shabbos licht, and I daven by Shabbos licht, and I, and I say, I tell him, you boost yourself up, and there is an Indian to be Sameach Bechelka. I take this girl, I'll put a PDF hopefully to it, and remember it all the time. That together with this yearning for striving needs to be a certain real true happiness. A real true happiness of being happy with your lot. We Messiah again, I'll repeat this phrase a third time. You've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. And usually, Baruch Hashem, you will see more positive results. Have a wonderful Shabbos.